0: We know now that in the early years
1: of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man. Men from Moto digital strategies with Travis Sowers and David Seville. Intellects vast,
0: cool, and unsympathetic. Broadcast to the world with the uncanny help of manner Deprived and face2faceGames.com.
1: Greetings, people of Earth. We're the men from Moto, and you're listening to episode 105, Chaos is a Ladder. My name is David Spill, and I have Travis Sowers on the line with me again this week. How are you, sir? Very chaotic, David. How are you? I'm good. Have you recovered from your grind that was the... Top eight attempt for the Mythic Invitational.
0: Recovered is a strong word. I would say I'm well on the way to recovery. I've well, acknowledged a higher power. It is
1: Nicol Bolas. So like we're we're working through the steps. I was going to say, you know, once once you are a uh, a ladderer, you're always a ladderer. There's no going back from that. Yep. My name is Samuilen, and I play MTG Arena. Hi, Samuilen. So this week, we are going to talk about ladder, essentially. We're going to talk about the Mythic grind that you went through. We're going to talk about our, our thoughts and feelings about how the ladder works uh, in regards to invitationals for the upcoming Mythic qualifiers, as well as the invitations for the Mythic Invitational Tournament, um, and discuss why or why not, why, why do we not think Magic is a good ladder game um, for or in this particular format why or why is it not a good uh good format for magic the gathering um maybe have some ideas for alternates to the ladder who knows um but basically this is going to be a lot of probably 35 minutes of travis complaining (laughs) about his experience with the ladder and me kind of silently nodding and consoling him as he describes his experience does that sound about i might could do 45 you think you can hit 45 with it i probably could all right well let's let's start at the top so Going into this into this previous season, you had about a month to hit mythic, and the carrot at the end of the, the stick, obviously, was the top eight. So, top mm-hmm. eight mythic ranked uh, constructed players were getting the invitation to this whatever it is half million dollar tournament or something like that, which is which is a huge deal. I mean, you look at at the minimum prize; I think is seventy five hundred dollars or something like that. Like, it's a very large chunk of change for somebody like you. So, everybody and their dog that had time to commit to the game was going to go for it so you knew that the competition was going to be stiff and not only that but there's just going to be a lot of players it's not just the quality of players i think it's also the quantity of players that were going to be involved in this this grind um how how did you start like what was your take when you first sat down and you said to yourself you know what i'm i'm going to try to do this i'm going to go for it you know all out everything to the wall let's go
0: So, initially, like, it was announced after we had already booked a week-long vacation. So, my first thing to do was to kind of panic and say, but I thought I had to play all month. Uh, And then after that initial panic kind of set through, I went and looked up a lot of stuff about the Hearthstone uh, ladder and how that works, because this seems to be very similarly mirrored after that. And as far as the ranking goes, like, the first honestly, three weeks don't really matter. It's that last week. Because you're not looking to be the, the number you know, one player in the world. You're looking to be ranked number one at exactly three o'clock on a specific Thursday. Right? So my perspective was a little skewed, and that helped me adjust it some. And as I began playing, like I recognized that there are good and bad things about a ladder. One of the bad things was the grind doesn't stop, right? Like it was something like you needed to win three games for every one you lost in order to consistently be moving up. That's already incredibly difficult. And it may even have been more than that. But it's like, if I go, let's say that there's a PTQ and I'm going to play in that and I'm going to stream it on Saturday. If I lose the first two rounds... You know, cool, I got the rest of my day. I'll just shut everything down, go hang out with my wife. Or maybe we'll do a draft because it's fun. Or maybe I'll play a video game with David. Like, who knows what might happen? But with this, there wasn't that. You couldn't lose enough to stop. You could only keep grinding until it finally hit it. So, like, for me, I recognized that basically the last week was all that mattered. Uh, so once I got back from vacation, I hit it really hard, Um I had the longest stream that I've ever done, which was 13 and a half hours um, playing Constructed the entire time. I got as high as 66 ranked playing mono blue in best of two, best of two, best of three. And at some point I recognized like, and I'd fall back and I'd move back up um, and, and it would yo-yo, I think between three hundred and eighty eight. 88 for like that, that last week. And at some point I realized I wasn't going to make it there with mono blue. I just didn't have time. So I switched to mono red and went to the best of one cues. Uh, and I think that's actually where I got back up to 88, but then lost a couple in a row and went down. And I think the last hour that I was streaming, I, I probably should have stopped sooner um, because I was exhausted and, and kind of out of it. Um, And I like it It was no longer realistic at that point, but I'd kind of committed myself to like playing through this event and making sure I was there at the end. So like it, it was a grind. It was rougher than I thought it was different than I thought, but like for all of those negative aspects from, from that perspective, the good side was you were never out of the event. If you wanted to keep competing.
1: Interesting. I, I have a lot of comments about that and this is from an observer. So, you know, full disclosure here is I didn't grind the ladder at all. I, my goal was like platinum. I didn't even have a goal to get to diamond, uh, in in constructed. Um, especially given how, um, you know, my, my, my schedule, my magic playing schedule basically shifted entirely in, in February. So I didn't really have a ton of time. So I was not engaged in it from a play perspective, but I was certainly engaged in it from a, a viewership perspective. When when I, I think there were times when I was watching that, like you say that you were never out of it. I think you're never out of it until like the last day, um, and, and I think there's probably a point in that day where you are out of it. But you're right; like you can play 27 or 28 days or however many days there are in the season, and you can never be truly out of it until you know you lose three in a row in the last two hours of of, of the event. So it it it's almost like. It's not even like it's, like, one big giant GP that you just play every single day in. It's really just, like, a test of endurance. It's just a marathon of, Mm -hmm. you know, you think, like, the the, the Tour de France or something like that where all you got to do is ride the, the 11 hours in your race and then just be within striking distance when it comes time to sprint, and, and maybe get a breakaway, you know, you, you go with a breakaway group to the, to the front of the pack. As long as you're in that group, when it comes time to sprint to the finish, you know, you got a chance to win the, whatever it is, the Jersey, the yellow Jersey at the end of the day, but really everybody that finishes back, I don't know if you know, but if you pay attention to the Tour de France, but like in, in all those types of races, all of the riders that finish in the same group finish with the same time. So as long as you're part of a group crossing the line at the same time, you all get the same kind of score at the end. And that's almost what this was. It's like, if if you weren't one of the top eight, it didn't matter where you yeah. were, right? It 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 just doesn't matter. So it's like, it seems like you're just running this infinite race for essentially what's a die roll at the end. I mean, there's, I think when I looked at it, I think like the top three or four spots were pretty much locked up because the people that were there had been there for quite a while and they were winning at such a clip that they didn't have to play anymore and even if they got bumped they wouldn't get necessarily bumped out of the top eight so what you're looking at is you're looking at thousands of players playing for probably four spots tops and at that point it's probably just a roll of the dice who gets hottest at the best time you know who gets their 80% win rate on their their day two of the gp to sneak into the top eight you know and then wins three in a row to win the whole gp like that's that's basically what it seemed to me as an outside observer
0: you ever seen Glenn Gary glenn ross yes it's one of my favorite movies and there's a sales speech in there because i i uh, many of you know my career prior to streaming was in sales first plot first prize a new car second, second prize, prize
1: set of steak knives
0: third prize you're fired, fired. yep so let's be clear uh, the number eight finisher got an invite to a tournament where last place is $7,500 and mega exposure, a- exposure, and ninth place got uh, 1,000 gold and five packs. Like, that's a pretty big difference to me. Like, a- after having play- played through this, I can say wholeheartedly, I wish they had not had eight slots open for anybody to win. I wish they had invited eight other streamers. Honestly, from my heart, and I'm not one of them, I'm fine with it. Just have the tournament and don't make anybody endure that. Because it it honestly made me hate this game. Like, I closed down the stream after the end of that and just sobbed for about 30 minutes. It it was rough. It was really rough. And, like, I don't get that invested in many things. And, like, Dave kind of jokingly asked if I was recovered, like maybe it sounded like he was joking. He wasn't like it, it actually has been a recovery process for me to kind of get over that because I, I saw it like as this once in a lifetime opportunity to like join with this group of people that I want to consider my peers, right? The other streamers that are there and to be a part of that group. It, it, it hurt a little bit not to be included in it, but then I was like, I will be just better if I win my way in anyway. And I kind of had to do that with a little bit of bluster and bravado to try to psych myself up to do it. But at the end of it, when it didn't happen, it it was really letting the wind out of my sails. Um, So like, I I honestly feel like what they're doing next top 1000, get an invite to a special tournament. Sure. That's fine. Having people compete for top eight slots, like me getting that invested in it was a really, really negative experience for me.
1: So let's compare grinding in the ladder for the top eight to playing in top eight for a GP. Okay, so let's assume that like, I mean, there's more people doing it in Arena, obviously, playing for that top eight than, than there is in a GP. But even at the large GPs that were like four or 5,000 players, let's just try to compare the two. So people might not understand like, well, what's the difference between a GP and the ladder? The big difference is, is that a GP, I mean, two big differences. Obviously the GP pricing scales down quite a bit, but the GP also has like a, a finite number of rounds that gets played. And I think that's the, the biggest thing of all that's, that's the biggest problem with this, this ladder system in any game, I think is just the endless nature of it. Like you can play an infinite number of games and still, and still have more games to play. Like Mm -hmm. you could, you could just play as much as you want. And I don't, I don't think that's conducive to a good tournament environment. So, you know, in a GP, you lose your two in a row and you're done. Like a GP is basically double elimination or triple elimination, depending on how you look at it. But like in a GP, you can also set yourself as individual or set goals for yourself that aren't just, I'm just going to win the whole thing. I'm just going to top eight, right? Like you can say, I'm going to make day two, or I'm going to win eight eight rounds or something like that there's all sorts of different things you can do in a gp and you can go and play your two days of magic and be done with it and be happy or sad with your results however you want in the latter in this all or nothing system i mean it's it's just literally all or nothing and the amount of effort comparatively speaking to that you have to put in like you probably i mean maybe you wouldn't have been better off but you might have been better off to just go out and get a full-time job for a month then try to earn your way into that if you wanted like that minimum $7,500 check. Not for you, obviously, there's more than that. There's the exposure and you could probably do well in that tournament, but it's like, it's worse than a job for you. It's worse than a job for anybody. And I think the latter grind is just this unhealthy treadmill of, you know, negative feedback the whole time. Like there's no positive feedback. There's no positive reinforcement in this at all, except getting to that top eight and that's it, period. Like, the yeah. milestones that you... Like, you don't remember the milestones you hit along the way. You don't remember hitting Mythic for the first time. You don't remember hitting top 100 and then falling back down from it. You just remember where you ended up. Or the number of times you slipped. Yeah. And, and it kind of sucks. I guess that's not really negative feedback, but, like, it's detrimental feedback to to, to your psyche. And, and I don't think, like... <sighs> I, like I and I don't want to come down on on Wizards for this. I don't want to come down on the Arena team for this because there's not a lot of better solutions out there for a game like this. Like Hearthstone we- does it, you know, StarCraft has a ladder, League of Legends had a ladder. All these games have ladders. Um and it's just I think Magic is not a very good game for that because of well, I mean the games are fast obviously, but like it I think you need to take a game of magic and make each game of magic feel important. So like at a GP or at a Friday night magic right where where your record at the end means something, where we all play the same number of rounds and I can say I went 4 and 0 and you went 2 and 2, so I had a better tournament than you. I feel I feel like I've I've won something. I feel like I've done something with my time here. When you and I can play 10,000 games apart, I can play 10 games and you can play 10,000 games. Like That doesn't mean anything anymore. All all the individual games, all the, like, win-loss records, they all kind of get lost in in the bulk nature of this giant cloud of games. And it just doesn't matter anymore. So, like, you got to Mythic, and if I got to Mythic, and I got there, and I didn't grind for the ladder, like, what's the difference between us? There isn't any difference between us.
0: But you know what's weird is I I didn't think I was going to be put in the position of defending the ladder-based system, and here I am about to do it. My issue isn't with the, the nature of the ladder. My issue was with how how small a group of people were actually going to win the carrot on this one and the unique nature of the prize, right? So coming up this month, I know that I need to be in the top uh, 1,000 ranked players on that ladder, Uh, Which, as of today, like, when I logged off, I was 99th in Constructed Mythic and just getting started on Limited Mythic. And I'll complain about that in a minute, too. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm not done complaining. But, like, I think I'll be able to do that. But what I win if I do that is an invitation to a a tournament, which is going to be like a weekend thing that I can stream. And then if I win that, I get to go to the Mythic Championships. But if I don't make it this month, I can try again next month. And if I make it to the weekend thing and I don't win that one, I can try again next month. There's always next time. There's always next month. My issue was here. Here's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. The first Mythic Invitational we're ever going to have. Are there going to be more? We don't know. How do you get an invite to the next one? Don't know. Like I've, I've seen streamers that are my size and smaller, and like I understand who they picked and how they picked and why they picked, and I would have been hard-pressed to pick a better team. Like, I... I I honestly mean that. I understand why I'm not there. That doesn't make it easier to stomach, right? So it was the unique nature of this prize. Now, having said all of that, why shouldn't there be a reward for somebody that can play the game more, right? Like, this is the same argument that's gone on since EverQuest and moved on to World of Warcraft and is now in every game, right? Like, if we're going to sit down and play PUBG, is it fair that we should play against players who have played more, and they're better than us, and they're going to kill us? Like, why should they be punished for being better at the game and being match-made? Like, there's all sorts of different arguments you can make, and you, you're right, there's not an easy solution. Mm-hmm. But one of them is, if you have the time, you can get there. Like like I said, I got to Mythic. Uh, now, it, it did start me in Diamond because of the Mythic Decay or whatever, but I was able to get there in 16 hours.
1: And that's pretty like, good
0: yeah that that felt really good, and it launched me right into top one hundred. I feel like I had a pretty good win rate, and I was kind of just like having fun with a new deck in best of three on the ladder for a while like i I don't think that's a bad thing, and again, I think the fact that like there's qualifiers, we understand how they're gonna work, we know what we have to do, and it's happening every month is a great thing. It was just this one particular tournament that I think was a a really terrible idea. Uh, to to offer this not only that who knows what you're going to get right like from what i've seen some of the people that want it have been awesome people but you could have just gotten terrible people that you don't re- want representing you there like literally take my name out of the list pick any aid streamers and send them it, and don't make anybody have to go through that grind and i think you've got a better experience i'm certainly happier playing magic during that
1: yeah i i agree and and i think like the 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 so few number of spots and i think that the grind for the ladder at the end of the day or the last few hours before the event is not indicative of how we choose magic champions in in any capacity anywhere in the world right like magic is a you know i play the same number of rounds as you i had a better record or i beat you in the finals or i beat you in the semifinals. um that's kind of how magic has been historically and i think that really works for magic um I think what you could do is you could take the ladder out of it, whether it be top eight or top thousand entirely and move maybe, maybe not to a qualifying tournament because that's what we're doing. But I think maybe what you could do is you could say, okay, everybody that makes mythic, you're going to get a, a, a coupon to the, to one of these qualifier tournaments. However, they can, however, they're going to run them. I don't even know how they're going to run them. Assuming they're going to run them in the software. And maybe you would just give, better rewards or better placements to the people that are higher up in the ladder so if you if you are in the top 32 in the ladder at the end of the season you get four buys and if you're in the top 256 you get three buys and if you're in the top thousand you get two buys right so that way there's not the need to grind for people people can still take their shot if they hit the mythic or if they hit the top 2000 or whatever that that scale is And the people that want to grind, you can still reward them and give them that extra benefit. But I really do think, and this is what they're doing with the mythic qualifiers, as far as I understand, is that they are putting the top 1,000 into the top 2,000, because I think they're taking limited players as well, Mm -hmm. is they're taking those people and they're putting them into a GP-style tournament or a double elimination tournament or whatever it's going to be, something that has a finite number of games and something where people at the end of the day are not going to have to bash their head against the wall for 16 hours just for the roll of the dice to qualify. And I think that is better. Now, the problem is, is even though they're going to do this top thousand, is all you're doing is now shifting that bar from the top eight to the top 992. Because there's still going to people be people that are going to be grinding for those last 8, 9, 10, 20, 50 spots. And there's still going to be people like, people like you that maybe play a normal amount for you, which is on stream eight to 10 hours a day. Like it's going to work for people that are already solidly in that top thousand and can't really fall out of it. You can just say, well, I'm top 100 today. I don't have to play today. I'm good, right? I'm done. Or I play like a handful of games and as long as I don't lose all of them, I'm good. But all we're doing is just shifting that burden down the ladder and all of the people that maybe didn't grind before because the top eight was not realistic, maybe they now bear the burden of grinding Because the top 1,000 is realistic. And now we're just taking people like the experience you had and shifting it down to the people below. Now, the difference is is obviously yours was a one-time thing. This can happen monthly. But there's going to be people that are going to go through that same thing. And I think that no matter where you put that scale on the ladder, like however many people you invite, I think you're going to have the same thing as you're going to have people at the end busting their butts, trying to get in, and it's not going to be a healthy mental experience for them.
0: We've and th- we've all, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm going to challenge you a little bit here. Mm-hmm. We've already had a system very similar to this on magic online, and I've experienced it both ways. Okay. Way back in the day when I was a little small streamer and I streamed after work, my stream was exactly this. I did a draft on Tuesday nights on Thursday nights. I played in a sealed, uh, PPTQ. If I won that, I got to stream the the qualifier on Sunday. If I didn't, we'd do a couple drafts on Sunday, and that was my stream schedule, right? Now, there were a lot more PPTQs than the one I played in on Thursday, but that's the only one I had time to play in, right? So mm-hmm. I got to experience, I wanted to play in the qualifiers every Sunday, but I didn't always get to. And the people who had more time than me and could play in six PPTQs, they could be worse at the game than me, but all they had to do was get lucky and when go four and one in one of the events and they're in, right? Now I I didn't begrudge that and I understood that them's the breaks, but the the big deal was I could always try again next week. You can always try again next month, right? So is is it going to suck to be number one thousand and one? Yeah, it is, you know. But you've also got the opportunity to go try and do it again there's going to be at least one of these seasons where I I end up number 1,001. Or I get to the qualifier and you have to have, you know, two losses or less to move to day two and I have three. Like, it's going to happen. And that's okay. Like, my only gripe here was, like, this was a a unique opportunity kind of dangled out. And, like, I feel like if I had hit it, it would have, like, potentially catapulted me to the next level as a magic streamer. And it's difficult... And and like, that makes me sound like a jerk at some point. Like maybe I'm not happy with what I have. I am. I've got an awesome community. I get to play a game that I love and do awesome stuff all day. And I'm not in sales anymore. Life is good. I just got really excited about this opportunity. And like, you know, that's cool. I'll I'll do it the old fashioned way. I'll win one of these arena GPs and eventually make my way to the arena mythic championship. And that'll be fun. And that's cool. And it's actually something I'm looking forward to. It's just, like, I, I, I don't feel like anybody can feel exactly what I felt uh, when there's a thousand spots open, and if you don't make it this month, you get to do it again next month. Like, it's going to suck for those people that are in that spot, but, like, they should be able to get over it in a, a, a day and be like, oh, okay, I'll try again next month. Or say, you know what, screw it. Maybe I won't try again next month. Maybe I'll just do some drafts for fun and try later if I want to.
1: And so I am I don't mean to, like... Make light of of kind of the anguish. I guess is the best word that I'm looking for here. That 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 you felt on this, but I don't think this is a unique experience to just this, and I don't think it's a unique experience to just you. I think that anybody that takes that ladder seriously, and if anything that there's a, anywhere there's a significant prize at the end of it, and it doesn't matter what game it is, um, I think go through the same thing when it comes to ladders, and it's it's that infinite nature of the ladder and also maybe even not not knowing how it works or not knowing where you are on the ladder also kind of impacts that as well but i think there is serious mental challenges to going through a grind like this and whether that be on on the ladder or even you know trying to grind out your gps on on the circuit right or the scg tour for example right anything where you get So close and then miss out and just can't get back there, um, or feel like you can't get back there without an infinite grind. Like that is a daunting challenge, and that is not something that I think is healthy for for people. Now, so what I'm saying is like people are going to do it, and that's fine. But like, I I think the people that are that are thinking that the difference between the top like cutting the top eight and cutting the top a thousand is like this huge big thing and everything's okay. I, I don't think that's the case. I think that you know you're right this was a one-time thing or this was a very different experience than the mythic qualifier is going to be. But like, I I do think that there's just going to be a bunch of people, a bunch of other people that are going to go through this and it's not going to be a good experience. It's going to be the same experience for them because maybe this is their only chance to do it. Right? Like maybe, maybe this is their month off of work or maybe they took two weeks off of work to do it and they're going to grind, grind, grind and then get there and miss. And it's going to be a negative experience and they're not going to have fun playing magic anymore. That's what I'm worried about. Now, you compare that to your Magic Online experience, right, where you did one PTQ a week. You know, sure, it sucked. Like, if you didn't make the PTQ that week or maybe you didn't make any that month, it sucked. But it's not like you played a thousand games and spent, like, you know, however many hours, like 60 hours of gameplay only to find out that you didn't make it.
0: 16. Like, let's be fair, it's not 60 hours, it's 16 so far. And I may very well not fall out of top 1,000
1: with that. And I may have to go in and play another two hours. I just don't know, right? Sorry, but like, in in general though, right? That's for you. But somebody that is like, top 10,000.
0: Sure, maybe they're half as good as me and it takes 32 hours, right? Like, they played, you know, for two hours a night. Like, I I just, I don't think this is, 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 is... is comparable. I agree. There's some challenges there. I agree. I do agree that there's some
1: challenges there. I think it is comparable. I think it's just that there are 900 people that are going to make it guaranteed. And there's, there's the rest of the people are fighting for a thousand or for a hundred spots instead of eight spots. And I think it's still that same roll of the dice that same, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know the algorithm. I don't know how many spots I'm going to move up or down if I lose. And that is kind of like, the unknown and i don't know how many games i'm gonna have to play because i'm never gonna be safe unless i'm in like the top echelon of 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 mythic right i, I guess i guess my point is is like you i don't think you can compare to like a, a ptq style like experience i don't think you can I, say like you know i go to the ptq on magic online once a week and I don't make it in any four of them that month, and I don't get to play any of the, the PTQs that month, right? Like, I, I fail all my my pre-tournament qualifiers or whatever they're called, the PPTQs. I don't make any of those. I didn't play an infinite number of games to get there. I didn't play a 1,000 games to find that out. I played, like, 8 or 10 or 12.
0: Sure, but, but my point wasn't wasn't that. It was that as a time-limited player, I could only play in one PPTQ, but mm-hmm. there were, like, five a week, and I know people that played in all five. Mm-hmm. Like, they would bank the tokens and just be in every uh, PTQ that, that happened on there. So, like, w- basically what it's saying is if you have more time and you are willing to invest more time in this game,
1: you've probably got a higher likelihood of being in that top 1,000 players. I don't disagree at all. I'm saying it's not healthy to do that. And I'm saying that's the problem. I'm saying that those people are going to go through the same problems. that are The people that are just on that cusp. And you're right, the people that play more, they should have more opportunities and that's fine. But there's always going to be that tier just below the cutoff that is going to have the same experience that the top thousand had going for the top eight. But you're going to have to get good, son. You are going to have to get good. But everybody that gets good just pushes another person down into that tier, right? There's, there's going to be that tier that are grinding and that are not going to make it. You
0: want and Canadian socialism and magic, don't you? No, I don't. Tell me what you
1: want, what you really, really want. I mean, I don't understand why we can't just have, like, PTQ-style events where if I'm going to take one shot at it and I, I don't have to play... Like, I don't have to go through this infinite grind. I can take my one shot and be okay with that one shot or two shots or whatever I have time for. I don't have to play an infinite number of games or expect to play an infinite number of games or I don't have to expect to play, like... 8 hours the day before the the ladder closes or the day before the season closes because I don't know if my 995 is going to be safe enough. I don't have to have that worry. I can just say, "You know what? I got to go 50 or 60 or 70 this event to qualify for the next one." I have I, I have it set a clear defined goal and I can decide how I attack that. There's no outside influence on that except for the people that I'm playing against.
0: And, you know, I I can understand how you would take that perspective, but to an extent, it's the economy, stupid. Mm -hmm. They need a reason for you to keep logging in and playing. And if there's tournaments on Sunday, then why would I log in and play any time other than Sunday? Like, maybe a little bit Friday and Saturday to practice for the tournament, but like, I'll just play something else Monday through Thursday. Like, they need you to play infinite games. They want you to play infinite games. They want you to play as much as you can and buy some packs and buy some cards, So like the the incentive is in place and it works and it doesn't really matter what that cut is to. I I get what you're saying, but my heartbreak wasn't that I didn't make the cut. It was that I didn't make the cut and this is the only shot I'll ever have. Right? Like if I don't make the cut to the first GP, whatever we're going to call them, MCQs, I think it is, or MCQ weekend. If I don't make the cut to that, eh, it's all right. If it happens and it's on a weekend where my wife and I have made plans, it's all right. There'll be more, right? Yeah. So I, I think that's that's the big thing for me is like you, you do know what's there. You may not be aware of how much of a grind it will be when you sit down to start playing. But like I have people in chat, many of whom watch in the evenings if they're in Europe or while they're on a break at work. Uh, like you'll tune in every once in a while while you're having lunch. And they'll, they'll say things like, you know, I just made gold. I'm so excited. And I know that's a big deal for some people. But, like, they're not going to be competing in these events. No, they're not. Like, it's it, it's not it, it's not for them because they don't have enough time to rank up and be able to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't think it should be for them. I don't think it should be for me. I honestly don't. Like, I don't think if I had opportunities to qualify for the MCQ that I would be interested in that. I mean, I'm interested. I just don't have the time for it. But yeah. I, I, think, I think that... And, and I've seen people talk about this in other games, too. It's just the mentality of the, the the daunting ladder and its negative effect on, on people, like, psychologically. And I think that's a serious problem in gaming in general, I think. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't have any studies or anything like that to back it up. It's kind of just stepping back and thinking about it um, and considering the addictive nature of, you know, not, not addictive, but, like, the 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 constant feedback that you get from a grind like this, whether it be positive or negative feedback. So, but I mean, I can't, I can't really think of a better solution that isn't like, you know, have online GPs where 10,000 people can sit down and play in a GP um, or, you know, the qualifier token for magic online. Like, honestly, like I think economy aside, I think that the magic online system is probably one of the better ones out there because it, because it works in paper. Like, why can't it work the same online? I think that's my take on it, but I mean, we're splitting hairs here at this point. And I think like, I understand you. I think you understand me. I think it's just Mm -hmm. that I think just ladders are just terrible in general when it comes to anything competitive with a prize at the end.
0: Well, I think also a, a challenge was like the moto economy was set up with the idea that there was a certain percentage of your player base that was good enough to basically like we'd say prey on people who weren't as good, but I, I don't feel like I was preying on people when I was doing drafts on magic online, but the idea that I could sit down and have a reasonable expectation to draft well and be rewarded with getting to play more felt good to me. And like, we, we don't have the ability to do that in draft on arena. And I, I think that that hurts its replayability for me it may not for other people because the people that were drafting on Magic Online and losing are probably able to draft more for cheaper now uh, when they can go on Arena. So, like, I, I feel like they were just kind of different games. It's like saying the the way of keeping score for Pac-Man doesn't work for Street Fighter. And it's like, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're just different games.
1: I love that you can just boil it down into this absurd argument of, like, you can't just compare apples to oranges. They're different things but I I do, I do understand where you're going from. Like the, the concept of Moto being, you know, a tabletop simulator and arena being a video game economy. Like I can appreciate the difference there. So yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. You know what? Honestly, if, if I could do it myself and I had to keep a ladder, I would just say everybody that makes the top of like mythic or whatever, maybe make it harder to get to mythic. I don't know. Um, gets into the, the season-end tournament, and you get buys based on where you place so that there is a reason to play for top eight or top 16 or whatever the cutoff is for that, and people that can grind for that can grind for that, and people that can't or that don't want to, they still get that entry into the tournament. They just have to work a little harder at the end of the day.
0: I wouldn't do buys. I'd do super cool cosmetic rewards.
1: I mean, just forget the tournament entirely. Actually, no, i they I'd... should do.
0: I I do the tournament. Uh, I'd say everybody that I'd, I'd make it a little harder to hit mythic. I, everybody that gets mythic gets an invite. The people in the top 100 get this awesome card back. The people in the top 500 get this cool avatar, and the po- people in the top 1000 get this cool game board that's just unique for you that you can see as, as your play mat while you're playing or whatever. And like, that's enough. Like you don't even really have to do something. There's somebody out there that wants to say I was number one mm-hmm. and that's enough. And there's somebody else that just wants to be like, okay, what do I have to do to qualify this tournament? I want to just do that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think all of that is fine and, and welcome here. And maybe we'll get to something like that. I do also feel like top 1000 It's reasonable considering it's draft or Constructed. You can do it either way. It's the first time we can qualify with things through Limited. Uh, And then again, if you don't get it this month, you can try again next month. I do want to shake my fist, though, at Mythic Limited.
1: Ugh, yes.
0: Because I have some concerns, and I'm going to rattle them off, and then I'll let you talk. Yeah, go for it. So we got best of three in Constructed, and it's way better. That is good news. We have best of three Limited, but it's not ranked, and that is stupid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I that, that's that's just wrong. I, I don't under I don't understand. And then we've got best. So like I rattled off today a lot of things I don't like about ri- Rivals of Ixalan. <laughs> it's not that Rivals of Ixalan is a terrible format. It's not. It's magic. It's still fun. We've talked about Rivals ad nauseum on this podcast and on my stream. But it was a format designed to maximize variance, right? Because it's got absolutely unbeatable bomb rares in it like let's talk about Tetsum lock or profane procession like there's some cards in it that are just stupid right in addition there's very few mana sinks so like if you flood out you're just flooded like land number six enjoy you're not doing anything with it and if you draw more you're just out And then Best of One also serves to maximize variance. So it's like they took a variance soup and said, let's serve it with a variance salad and a variance main course and pour you a nice tall glass of variance and just roll it all up into a coin flip. like." And then not to mention the drafting is like, after three picks, you're not picking anymore. You're just like, oh, I got past a Merfolk Lord pack Pack one, pick four. I guess I'm Merfolk now. I'll just take the best Merfolk card out of every pack. Cool. So, like, the drafting isn't interesting. The get, Like, I, we counted on stream as I was playing it today how many decisions I actually made. And I made it through an entire draft that I won where I made no decisions. Like, the entirety of it was, do I have a good attack? That was it. That was the thought process that I had. So, like... At least give me best of three for ranked if I'm going to have to draft old formats. If we're going to have to draft old formats, give us good ones. Like, Dominaria was pretty good. If it was best of three Dominaria, I'd I'd be playing the heck out of that. Or give us current set, right? Like, Ravnica Allegiance, pretty good. Guilds of Ravnica was even pretty good. I'd love to draft that. And then please, for the love of God, can we talk about drafting with people? Like, I haven't heard anything about that at all. I don't know if that's actually ever going to happen. That may just be a thing that we used to do on Magic Online, and we'll tell our grandkids, you used to draft with other people instead of robots. Like, there, I've said my piece, you can clean up the pieces.
1: We used to draft in pods, remember that? What's a pod? Used to have to wait three hours for round two. And we liked it that way. It was great. We played other games on stream.
0: Yeah, I beat Portal and Portal 2. Uh, <laughs> on stream between drafts. Uh-huh. And for most of those, I didn't even use the Portal gun. Like, there's still a quote in my quote list. Travis, it's called Portal, not Chair. Because I kept stacking chairs to try to climb out of stuff. But that we'll talk about that on our Portal podcast.
1: That's, that's yeah, com mm-hmm. slash podcast um okay I, I forget where i was gonna go with all of that before you started on that delightful rant um th- they did do some positive changes to ranking up and limited though um it's easier from a number of games perspective to rank up and limited now they reduce mm-hmm. the number of games you have to get to get between ranks which i think is a positive change but you're absolutely right it's it's there's no reason why they can't have the current set as the ranked draft format Um, at least it would be relevant and I think drafting with people is going to be important for that. I don't think drafting against bots is something that is conducive to a long-term ladder experience because it, I mean, in a way it kind of, it kind of encourages better gameplay, but you're not playing the games, you're playing the draft at that point, right? And where it's just about kind of who can play the bots better. I can appreciate that they don't have best of three because the best of three cost is kind of prohibitive, I think, to do in a ladder format. Then Um, fix it. That is the key. What you don't want, and this is key, whatever they choose to do, is you don't want a draft format that is cheap enough that people can just draft and drop if they don't get a good deck. Or you have to punish those that draft and drop by making them lose rank or like lose as if they went oh two or oh three or whatever it is to go to get bumped out of the draft right sure Um, that's an easy
0: fix program it in you lose three ranks if you just drop
1: yeah yeah it's it's the same as going oh three if you drop from a draft right you lose Mm -hmm. all your games um because that would be the worst and i've seen people recommend this and i know you've recommended maybe having phantom drafts and things like that and people are like why don't we have free phantom drafts why can't i just phantom draft off on a five dollar subscription and it's because because do you want to play against the best draft every single time you play against somebody? Because that's what it's going to end up being if there's no cost associated to it. And nobody wants that. Yeah. So so that's that's where I'm at. I, After playing a bunch of best of three Ravnica Allegiance and a bunch of best of one Ravnica Allegiance, and then taking a couple weeks off and coming back, I'm like... Nine months ago, I was all about... Or six months ago, I was all about playing best of ones because it's gold and it's cheaper and all that jazz. I booted it up on stream the other day and it was right to best of three because after playing it a bunch, like it is just the superior format. And I'd like to give myself a point for that on the scoreboard because I think it's the same in, in constructed as well is that magic is better as a best of three game full stop. Yeah. Right. Like you look at the people that are playing constructed and I think there was probably a good mix still of best of one versus best of three, but I really hope that their numbers showed that like a lot of people gravitated toward best of three. I mean, I've seen anecdotal evidence on like places like Reddit and things like that where people are saying, I used to be a Best of 1 player. Now I'm a Best of 3 player. Like, I love it. It's way better. I mean, sure, like, you can mess around in Best of 1. I play it once in a while when I just want a quick game or something like that. But I think...
0: It's also a great way to learn. Best of 3? Best of 1.
1: Oh, Best of 1 is a great way to learn. I was going to say, yeah, Best of 3 is great to learn if you're playing, like, matchups you want to learn how to sideboard, but you're right, best of one is the way to go, kitchen table magic all the way. But mm-hmm. I think once you take that next step, once you're taking it seriously, draft included, best of three is the way to go.
0: Yeah. And I I miss that. I really miss that. Because I, I like they've done a fantastic like credit where credit's due. Constructed on arena right now is just beautiful. It's a joy. It's very well done. You can play it any like you can have best of one matches, you can have best of three. They both go to the ladder like there's a lot of viable decks standard is actually interesting and healthy right now nexus doesn't feel oppressive like i've played multiple different decks in standard and yeah it's miserable to watch them go through the loop but j- just concede when they cast the second nexus you're fine but like it it is a really good experience to play standard there as someone who comes from a draft background i just want to see draft done right so i i really want to see them like nail this and have it perfect. And if it means that I need to like spend some money to be able to draft, I'll spend the money. Like honestly, if the if the best of three as expensive as it is right now was ranked, I would be playing it. But I feel like I like I don't know why, but I feel like as as a streamer, I should probably hit double mythic, and it'd be kinda cool to do that, which means I gotta play best of one rivals of Ooh, You
1: could just, just wait a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, but what do I do in the meantime?
1: Play best of three. <laughs> For fun. Remember that thing we used to do when there wasn't a rank system?
0: Well see, here's here's the thing. I could do that and spend about two dollars a draft on arena, or I could do go do it on a Magical Nine for free. So like I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna draft Guilds of Ravnica like for fun and for a draft experience, I think Moto's better right now. I get a draft against real people and I don't have to spend money to do it. Like You're not wrong. Yeah, and that's a problem. Like, this is the flagship. There should be no... Re- like, for me, for somebody who's heavily invested in digital magic and is excited about this new program, and I don't play the old formats, right? Like, I I don't... I'm not super into modern. I play it sometimes. I have zero interest in vintage or legacy. And like most of the flashbacks that they do don't interest me, there should really be no reason for me to be thinking about magic online. And yet there is.
1: Yeah, that's so, like, a problem.
0: Fix draft, make it good. I, I want I want to play draft. I want it to be fun.
1: One last thing I wanted to talk about. I'm going to shift gears entirely here, if you don't mind.
0: Can I still rant?
1: I mean, maybe. I'm okay. curious what, I'm curious what they're going to do about this Mythic Qualifier tournament. Like, not the format, but how are they going to run the tournament? Do you think that there's a chance that we have in-game... Tournament software, or do you think that this is going to be outside of it like we run or like a Twitch Rivals is run?
0: Okay. You know how the streamer events pop up? Mm-hmm. You pay your entry fee and it's got X wins and X losses. Mm-hmm. And you do that in the streamer event until you hit it. And then you can join another one. It's going to be like that, except you can't join another one. So the entry is your token. You got to get 10 wins and you can have one loss. And you play against other people who have entered that and go. And then when it's done, it's done. You think that's the case? I think yeah. that's exactly what they're going to do. Like, they've already built everything around doing things like that. Now, when it comes down to, like, actual single elimination and a bracket for the day two aspect, I bet they're going to have to do something outside of it and use something like Smash, uh, which is used for all kinds of different tournaments. Mm-hmm. But I I, I would be willing to bet you another coffee that the the day one is just going to be an event like that, where the only way to enter is, you know, instead of clicking the gold button or the gems button, there's just the token button and you click that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's just, and they just match you up on record. So it's just like a giant Swiss and it's not based on match win percentage or anything. Cause it's single elimination or double elimination or whatever. It's just, what's my record? Find somebody with the same record. You do run into potential problems with that of uh, people not playing their games. So I, I think that there would be logistical challenges, but I don't think I'm going to take that bet because I think you're probably closer to right than wrong on that one. But I think you definitely run into logistical challenges where, like, what if there's an odd number of players and some dude is 9-0 and and there's nobody left to play against him because everybody else is out of the tournament already? Or or, or 10-0, or right? Um, like, Pair him like, down. I, I don't think they're even no, going to look... No, but- but you can't even pair them down cuz there's nobody left in the tournament, right? Like I like there's just these weird scenarios where you could have like orphan players um mm-hmm. and or like pairing down like like there's no way that a 90 player should play against the 10 player for example. Like that's just shouldn't happen in a magic tournament. Um, this of, isn't
0: of, the same. No, no, no. This shouldn't happen in a paper or a Magic Online tournament. This is yes. arena. We're just saying we want you to get 10 wins. Doesn't matter who you beat to get them.
1: So I'm I'm just saying that in tournaments like this that are already established formats, that's not something that could happen. For example, right. So you're right; it could be a different mm-hmm. format, but I think that I think they're closer to right than wrong. But um, I I would be interested to see if they are secretly working on bracket software within Arena that we could use for other purposes potentially. I think that would be an interesting thing.
0: That'd be super cool. And that is the one place where Wizards has, like, frankly dominated all of the other digital card games. Like, I I, I still remember when Hearthstone came out, I was in the beta and I was pretty excited about it. And I was like, where do I go for the tournaments? And, like, now, five years later, I'll still boot it up on occasion and there's no tournament button. I'm like, how how did they miss this? But, like, Wizards ain't gonna miss that.
1: Yeah, I hope not. Yeah, I don't understand how Hearthstone doesn't have that. I guess Artifact does, but nobody plays Artifact anymore, so...
0: Those are the colorless things you can cast in Magic, right?
1: Correct, the Wingdings. No, Wing no, the Wingdings. They make winding- Wingdings sometimes. Yes, they do, sometimes. All right, that was a good good rant. In conclusion, though, like... The ladder system is not necessarily Wizard's fault. If they didn't come up with a ladder system. Um, it's been used in other games for qualifying for tournaments and things like that um it's been around forever like heck i mean chess has an elo system that is pretty similar to what wizards or what arena does in the background so systems like this exist um i just think that there's better options out there
0: i don't think it's bad as a first step as long as the net is cast wide enough and the qualifications are repeatable Mm-hmm. So, like, top 1,000, you're right, there's going to be somebody that's heartbroken that they finished 1,000 in month. And, like, I feel for you, sir or ma'am. Like, I, I I feel your pain, I understand that, but you can always try again next month. My biggest gripe was here's this one exclusive amazing thing, and it's incredibly difficult to qualify for. And even if you try as hard as you can and put all of your effort in it, there was still a colossal amount of luck Involved in that qualification. Now, I, I have nothing but praise and congratulations for the people who made it. I tried my best and I couldn't do it, and you got me. And, like, was there some luck involved? Yeah. There was also a colossal amount of skill involved. Like, you're not going to be able to hit that rank and maintain it unless you're also very good at magic. Like, we've accepted for years as magic players that variance and luck play a huge role in our game. And I'm not asking for that to be removed. Otherwise, we'd be streaming, you know, 3D chess or something. And that, that's that's not what I signed up for. I I just think we should have had a bigger net for this, and that for this particular event, there should have been no net at all. Like, just invite the people that you want at your Invitational. Have a good time with them. Don't make me one of them. I'm not saying that because I think I was, you know... Two two more down on their list and I'd have been there if they'd done that. I'm saying take me out of the picture. I, I don't think that this was a good thing for me to have experienced. And I bet there's other people that felt that way too that were trying really hard. They may have been smarter and given up before I did. You know, so shout out to you if you did. But I, I think at its heart, the the latter is a qualification system. Again, if there's enough slots that are open, is not necessarily a bad thing.
1: I I agree with all of that. I I buy into all of that. So, but either way, I mean, Arena's in a really good spot. Standards in a really good spot. Like ev- everything is good for the most part.
0: Whenever I'm presented with a choice, I think to myself, "Will this choice get me closer to my goal of being in the Mythic Championship?" And I only act if the answer is yes.
1: Okay, so we should probably stop recording this podcast now then. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: sorry, I had to throw that in if we're going to call it Chaos is a Ladder.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. I, I understood that reference. But that awkward pause there, I think, indicates that it is probably time to call it here. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is a good spot. Travis, where can they catch you streaming your mythic grind this week?
0: You can find me drafting Rivals of Ixalan and complaining about it frequently at twitch.tv slash Simulan. That's S-E-M-U-L-I-N. And I'm still playing it because Magic is awesome and I love Magic. And despite all of my complaints, um, th- this is still my game.
1: Yeah. And I'm at twitch.tv slash civilian. That's D-S-A-V-I-L-L-I-A-N. And I'm at Twitter the same. You can also follow us. We're at MenForMoto. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, uh, aside from just listening to it, you can Find us on Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash moto. Once again, thanks to -to Face-to-Face Games for the host and support. We'll catch you next time. Adios!